to Roy Dunk You. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Tri. You're listening to episode 13, a year's review of Roy Dunk You. So for this episode, we're just going to be focusing less on a writing subject and more on like looking back on this year and actually, and we brought in Harpley, the, who happens to be the guest of our first episode, and she is going to actually interview us. And you're going to get to learn more about us, the hosts. So we're going to be the ones answering the questions for once. And we're also going to look into the next year and for our plans for 2022. Yeah, because January 1st will mark the anniversary of the trailer. So that'll be interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, and I've made no plans for anything I'm saying. So <laughs> my answers will be very random. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm expecting the same for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess just before we get into the full gist of the episode, if people haven't listened to episode one or any other episode that Harpley's been in, Harpley is going to be interviewing us for the majority of this episode. And so it might be helpful for the listeners to know who she is and why we... Um, how about, okay, Harpley, introduce yourself, please. Yes, right. save me from this. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Harpley. I'm a mentor and a mod on the OEN forum. I've uh, been on the podcast twice, which has been a lot of fun, and was asked back today to interview Tri and Alyssa uh, for their special year anniversary, which I'm very excited about. I binged a couple episodes of Right on Cue last night to make sure that I could do the interviewing process right and kind of mimic them a little bit. And yes, I'm, I'm totally prepared and ready to go. Are you two ready to go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're used to asking the questions. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Oh, I'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. In other words, we are not prepared, but we will survive, probably. Yes. Now you know how all your guests feel, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Accurate. Yeah, but most of them prepare. That's true, yeah. Okay, fair. Now you know how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I glanced at the questions at 11.30 p.m. last night, and I didn't, I just thought, like, okay, what's a vague answer that, I, that come up in my head, then I'll somehow answer this in more detail on the episode tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I looked at the questions, saw that there are a lot of questions, and that's all I did. <laughs> I did not read through any of them. I wrote all the questions and looked at them and thought, wow, I'm glad that I don't have to answer any of these. I just have to ask them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So looking back over the year that you've had with Right on Cue, um, we're coming up basically on the year anniversary of episode zero, which I believe was released on January 15th, 2021. Uh, since then, you've released 13 more episodes, many of which are interviews with different young authors covering various topics such as writing cultures, writing interesting plot twists, um, evoking emotions in the character and the reader. I know that there was one on writing motivation and a whole bunch of really cool topics to inform the people in your community about how to write. It's been a very successful year in which I'm sure you've both learned a lot about running a podcast. Um, but more than that, you were able to not only learn from the guests that were on about what they had to say about writing, but you were able to teach and give them a platform to teach others about different writing tips and tricks, which I think is very cool. And this podcast has turned out to be really successful. Uh, you've had 
like about over 300 streams on Spotify, which is crazy with uh, like 60 followers and even more listeners. And you've had like 6,000 visitors to your website, which is insane. And with an average of 18 to 20 visitors each day, like that's crazy. I'm so excited. That's so cool. How do you guys feel about that? It's crazy. Like, (laughs) I I was like, wow, people are actually looking at this (laughs) and listening. Yeah, when I went to the website to get the stat, I was like, well, is that number actually correct? How? I, first of all, I wondered how I was um, calculating it. I still don't know how it calculates these numbers, but it is a very large number, and it's yeah. very exciting. I'm very excited for you. So I have a couple questions that um, I'm going to get into to ask you guys more um, about yourselves, about the podcast, about the process of running a podcast, just so that your listeners can get more of a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to run a podcast, as well as a more personal look at the two of you, because you've often been able to interview so many cool authors on your own, and it would be cool for us to learn about our interviewers and learn more about their lives and the things that they like to write and the things they're passionate about. So first of all, this podcast is very much a joint venture. Um, The two of you have been running it together since basically day one. How and when did you two meet each other? I believe that... Well, we both joined the OYN forum around the same time. I think it was both around the start of October. Of what year? 2019, October 2019. And I'd seen Try Around, but I don't think I have vague memories of us doing like this. We wanted to do this mystery thing, like a mystery game. I, I found notes for that a while ago. And I was like, oh, we did that. Oh, we tried, but we did, it didn't work. But I think when we first actually started, like, meeting each other and talking to each other was probably critique group and it was around the end of March I think Mm -hmm. March 2020 yeah I think I think that's when we first like met and started talking but correct me if I'm wrong (laughs) yeah I think that sounds right I do remember talking a bit and then we did critique group and then we got to know each other a lot better yeah nice that's so cool for some reason, I thought you had known each other before Critique Group. I guess you did know of each other, at least. But I thought you had talked a lot more to each other before Critique Group. So that's kind of interesting. So what inspired you to start this podcast? Like, what led up to the point where you both looked at each other and you were like, you know, we should make a podcast. Like, it was it one person's idea and they wanted a partner and pitched it to the other? Or did you come up with it together? Or tell me about that process. It was all try. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, um, oh yeah, and I think he's back on the forum as a mentor now. As his, like, retiring post, he posted about making a podcast. And that's kind of the first time I kind of thought, oh yeah, I could maybe try to do a podcast. So I did a bunch of research and thought, I'm not going to be able to do this at all by myself. I have no editing knowledge. I have no musical knowledge because I wanted a theme for, like, the opening. And I was like, oh, I know someone, I thought of a listener, I was like, I wonder if she'd be interested in helping me. So I went to her and asked if she wanted to be a partner in making a podcast, and she said yes, and then it went from there and just spiraled into actually happening. That's so cool. So how much knowledge did you learn before recording the trailer and episode zero, and how much have you learned on the job? I had um, vague knowledge of how to do a podcast before, 
I think I feel like I'd researched it for some reason, just a tiny, tiny bit, not not that much at all. But I knew how to edit things. I didn't know too too much about how this was gonna work, but it sounded cool. It sounded like something I'd enjoy doing. But I really didn't know much. We had to do a bit of research for sure. <laughs> What's been like one of the biggest lessons you've learned while making this podcast? Takes a long time to do an episode. <laughs> amen to that yeah it takes like um if i'm actually focusing on when i'm editing it's a shorter but often i'm not focusing and i'm doing something else at the same time so Mm -hmm. it takes me around like six hours to edit an episode i think yeah there's a lot that actually goes into it and it's really Mm -hmm. cool but that's probably the thing i've learned i don't know about try but i guess two main things are kind of the biggest things is first of all how important editing is um (laughs) and I guess just being more comfortable talking with people I don't really know and talking sort of in front of people I mean I can't I can't see the audience I can't see the listeners but I know that they will be listening to me Mm. and being more comfortable with that is another really big thing that has happened Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first, um, when we recorded the intro episode, that was really awkward. <laughs> We're just like, oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> You've come such a long way since then. And honestly, I think all three of those lessons are, like, really important things to learn. That things that you're lucky to have picked up this early in life. You know, uh, skills about, you know, editing and how important it is, how to do it, how long it takes. Like, what you should expect from yourself when you're given a task like that. And also, talking in front of people is a skill that you're unfortunately, unfortunately, going to need to use your whole life. (laughs) So it's great that you're learning how to do this now. Not that you didn't know how to do it before, but getting so much more practice now with the 6,000 people who have been, 6,000 visitors to your website who've been listening. No, I guess it's more than like 60 followers on Spotify, but still, that's a lot of people. So good for you. I think it has definitely helped with talking in general and also being more open to like asking questions and also just coming up with the ideas and actually saying them. I think that's actually been as developed as we've worked on it and it's fun. It's cool. <laughs> nice. So you've already touched on this a little bit, but could you give us a little bit more of a look behind the scenes? I know that Alyssa does a lot of the composing and the editing And I know Try is the one that has handled the topics on the forum asking for people to come and sign up. But like getting deeper than that, what does it take to get an episode from, oh, we should use this person, they or or even like before that, uh, trying to find uh, speakers to the episode is ready to be uploaded to Spotify. Like who does what and what is involved in a process from taking a podcast from initial idea to completion? So usually when we're deciding on a guest or like what topic we do for the next episode, we try to plan out two episodes in advance, but sometimes it doesn't happen. <laughs> we have to decide uh, we have to decide at the moment. And Try usually puts up a poll on the OYAN forum so that people can vote on what topic they'd want to listen to. And we usually pick the guests that's associated with the a few of the top topics. We usually discuss both of us. We just discuss like who should we bring on and like what topic we should do and then I'm usually the one who sends them a message 
the initial message like, hey, we're planning on having you on the episode, what date, what time are you for work, we're recording, all that. Yeah, we have the recording. And then I'm the, then after all, I get all the audio files and I work on the editing. Chai does a lot of the visual stuff, I think. She, she works, she's the one who um, did the website. She does, she posts the episodes on the website. And I tackle like the Spotify stuff. We both do like, it's pretty evenly balanced, I think. Like we couldn't do it on our own, that's for sure. <laughs> I personally think Alyssa ends up doing more than me, but I definitely wouldn't be able to do all the stuff that she does, so. It does seem like a really big job to do a podcast and something that I personally would not want to go into without having a partner. Actually, um, so I, I personally don't listen to the podcast on the website. I'll go to Spotify to listen to it, but I did visit the website last night uh, to um, to get some stats while preparing for this. And it's really pretty. Like, I hadn't visited it since, like, episode zero or episode one. And then I went on and I was like, oh, look at all these pictures. Look at all the things that they're doing. This is so cool. So good on you, Tribe. That's so cool. So what has been your favorite part about working on a podcast? What's been the most rewarding thing? Getting to talk with Oiners that and just getting to meet new people is actually pretty interesting because... I'm not the type of person who will just, like, randomly walk up to someone and say, hey, <laughs> but, like, with the episode recordings, like, we're actually forced, air quotes, <laughs> to um to talk to them and, like, learn more about them and, like, chat, and I think it's been really cool because then I've been able to meet more people and also just, yeah, get more confident in speaking to people. Mm. <laughs> so that's been really cool, and, like, just getting to talk about different topics and learn stuff, like, really fun yeah i didn't entirely with Alyssa. it's just it's so much fun to get to talk to people and like especially when they're from the forum you kind of see them around but then when you actually get to talk to them and hear their opinions and stuff you think they're a really really cool person you kind of like knew that before but when you actually get to talk to them it's really fun another favorite part i think for me is just having a podcast it's just fun to talk about things that mm. i enjoy also known as writing, and talk with other writers. For some pe- reason, people think it's super cool to have a podcast. I <laughs> I don't know, but... It's just one of those things you can say, and people will be like, ooh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Now, do you, ha- now that you've got a year's worth of experience under your belts uh, working on this thing... Do you have any advice for people who are thinking about starting podcasts of their own? Get a partner. Don't do it by yourself. <laughs> it's a two-person venture. <laughs> yeah, definitely get a co-host because, and especially try to find someone who has different strengths than you because then you can balance each other out. If you're both really good at talking, but neither of you are good at editing, that might be okay, but maybe try to find someone who's good at editing. Just like make sure you have people that can help you when you're doing it and also just go for it it's not really as scary or complicated as it seems and you have to think through things there's initial planning you have to do and research but it's not really that complicated yeah you just have to be prepared to like do that planning and make that commitment of like if you want me if you want to get guests and find a way to contact the guests and like 
that's once you like get realize what you need to do and you start doing it it gets a lot easier and a lot simpler it's just the hard part is just actually taking that step and starting it mm. that's really good advice it applies to a lot of things but it yeah. unfortunately does <laughs> the hardest part of anything is just doing it yep all right so tell me a little bit more about yourselves moving away from the podcast a bit uh, do you guys have any hobbies that aren't related to writing? Besides writing, mostly reading. I read a lot. Well, according to me, I don't read a lot. But according to other people, I read a lot. So <laughs> like, it kind of depends on who you talk to. And I also like doing a lot of handicrafts. So things like sewing or bookbinding is one of my favorite things. <gasps> That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, mostly just, like, random stuff. I, I really like doing any sort of, like, craft type thing. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things do you sew? Mostly clothing. So most recent thing I've made was a cape, but that didn't involve any sewing because I haven't actually sewed it yet. I've gotten a bit into historical sewing, so I made a sort of, like, medieval dress. Mm-hmm. I want to make a Victorian walking skirt and other things like that. That's amazing. Can I please, like, hire you to also make historical <laughs> clothing for me? <laughs> no, that's so cool, though. Uh, how about you, Alyssa? Well, besides writing, I, I've i been a competitive swimmer for two years since actually about the same time I joined Oyen. I started my practices on October 1st. I joined the forum on October 2nd. Ooh. So I've been a competitive swimmer for... Yeah, about two years now, and that's been fun. I, I, I'm good at it, too. So. <laughs> Not to brag. <laughs> so that, 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 and it's fun to get the exercise and, like, meet people on my team because we have a relatively small team, which I find a lot nicer because mm. then you can actually talk to everyone, like, you get to know everyone by name. Mm. And I've also roped my brother and a few friends into it now, so that's fun. Um I also do, this is still technically writing, but I also, um, I write songs and I sing. Another shameless plug time, I am the Abstract Pearl on Spotify. I don't, some of you may or may not have known that already. Everyone go follow her right now. Yeah, go listen to her music, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I do occasionally draw, but yeah, most of my hobbies, we have the podcast, swimming, songwriting and writing that's i dabble in a lot of things but those are the main things that's so cool now i just want to spend the whole podcast talking about sewing book binding competitive swimming and stuff (laughs) (laughs) just like oh tell me more about that but we need to move on (laughs) maybe later uh what genres do you typically enjoy writing or reading the most do they differ or do you like to write and read the same genres I I've written in so many genres. <laughs> it's just every new book idea I get is a different genre, so I end up dabbling in all of these, and it's actually fun to experiment in different genres and see what I like. I think my favorite genre to write in is probably like I enjoy the mystery type genres, like in a contemporary, like modern setting with like a mystery, not quite 
thriller, but mystery for sure I enjoy. I also like having a little bit of like comedic flair. In terms of reading, yeah, it's actually, I like contemporary stories as well. I like clean romance. That's not like, you know. <laughs> no, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I also like, I do like that adventure that's, like, that's kind of like mixed in with the romance. I don't want a pure romance novel. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of, I do enjoy sci-fi and superheroes i love like superpowers superheroes i like writing those just as much as i love reading them they're very interesting but yeah it's kind of my main genres i like writing in are fantasy or sci-fi because i find they're very similar just different settings because of how i come up with ideas those are the best genres for me to write in i think i might try contemporary and some other ones sometime, but I think I'll probably stick with fantasy, especially high fantasy and sci-fi. As for reading, I'll read almost anything except romance <laughs> or like horror slash thriller stuff. The main thing that I like to read that I don't, I would never write is historical fiction. I just don't have enough patience to do all the research required for that, but I really like to read it. Yeah, it does, it does require a lot of research, I will say that, mm. for like the... I don't know, there's like 10 pages where I had my novel in a historical setting and I did so much research just for that because I was so determined to make it absolutely perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. My first Oya novel was a historical fiction and I had to go to the library to research how much money it costs to buy a baron's land and the librarian was like, <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, but I need to know. This is your job. <laughs> So yeah, totally get that. Anyway, so what creative projects have you been working on in the past year other than the podcast? And can you tell us a little bit about them? I know that Try, you went into a little bit more detail about sewing, but for either of you, like writing related, non-writing related, what have you been working on this past year? Too many novels for the first part. <laughs> yeah, I've been dabbling in a few different genres for that, but I've also been continuing my songwriting. I have, there's two albums that I'm planning. One of them is set to be hopefully out at the end of January, and the other one, I do not know when it will be out. I'm just working on it whenever. And I occasionally draw, usually my characters. Yeah, I feel like that's most of the creative stuff I did. Oh, I did do a report, like a news-style report. It was just a school assignment, but I did work on that, and that was fun. Oh, nice. did a lot of work, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to write. It's going very slow. I have a few story ideas. Um, the main thing I'm doing right now is I'm directing an audio drama, and I'm also writing it, or helping write it. And that's really fun. I don't know if we'll have it recorded this year, by the end of this school year, but we will hopefully have it written by then. And... There's like various other things I've been trying, mostly just big ideas that I need to stop procrastinating on and actually start <laughs> talking to people about. That's so cool. And then I know that both of you have at least been working on one novel because you've been bringing it to critique group. But would you tell, Alyssa, you could just pick one or you can go through all of them. I don't care. Would you tell us a little bit about like the name of the novel and and a little bit about it? This is probably the question that's I would have hated to answer the most, but I am asking you to it, so. Uh, <laughs> I cannot describe my current novel for the life of me. It's too complicated. 
I, mean, I can describe one of my other novels. That's fine. So one of the ones that was, I wrote it in, like, October, September, October, November, around there. And it's called um, Start Over. It's, like, a, like, it's my favorite genre. It's, like, contemporary mystery. And it's basically where a man and a woman, they both get amnesia at around the same time. At this, and they live, like, not too far from each other. And so they have to work together to find out who did it to them because it's discovered that someone used an injection to remove their memories, to block them. And so they have to work together in order to find who stole their memories and they also need to get their memories back. Mm. And it was very fun to write. <laughs> the character interactions were just beautiful. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, so my main project i was writing a trilogy sci-fi trilogy that's on hold right now um i hopefully will finish it maybe (laughs) i like the characters in the world too much to not finish it but we'll see my current one is a fantasy called colors i need to name it something much better but that's currently what it is (laughs) called well no i guess the premise makes more sense the main character doesn't make sense without the premise basically art can come to life and colors manipulate people's emotions a villain in the past did something with art and colors and it was bad. So people got to try to protect themselves. They banished all the artists. Most of them got killed and banned color. So now they only wear white, black, or gray. There's no more art. And so related to that, the land is slowly becoming lifeless and there's these black monster shadows that have been ravaging the land and anything they come in contact with that's living will turn to dust. So my main character has like bright orange hair and that's not normal for her city. And so everyone looks at her as like a curse and she should be dead. And basically something, she accidentally does something that's the last straw. She gets kicked out into the wilderness and must survive and later must also defeat a villain and stop the terrors, and also stop the land from dying. Both of those sound so cool. I mean, like, I've read a little bit of both of them, so I have <laughs> inside information. But the synopsis is both sound so cool. Oh my goodness. Like, artists dying, and people getting amnesia, and having to figure out what's going on. It sounds like a lot of fun, both of you. Do you have uh, any projects non-podcast related that you're hoping to work on in the coming year? Any novels or projects you can give us any details about? And if you can't, then we're welcome to skip this question. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping to edit the novel I mentioned as well as finish writing. I have a five book. (laughs) It used to be four, but now it's five book series that I've been working on since 2019. So I'm going to hopefully finish the third book of that. And yeah, hopefully finish the two music albums. And maybe maybe um, do a, like a remastered version of one of my old albums. I don't know. I'd have to see. Because I don't know how busy I'm going to be this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair. I mean, there's also school to worry about, so. Yep. Grade 12. That's the... <laughs> Ah. It will be grateful in the fall. Yeah, my main projects, well, I'll keep on writing the novel I'm currently writing, hopefully get it done 
for the novel contest deadline. I don't know. I don't even know if I'll be able to submit it because it might be long and may not follow the OEN format. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm. I have no clue what's mm. going to happen. I have a project for a writing slash arts conference that I want to try to organize. So that's going to be my main thing if I can get off the ground. Ooh. And besides just like trying to finish up grade 12, I kind of want to make some sort of course so I can get some teaching experience mm. and earn a bit of money. That, that's about it. Of course, teaching what? Maybe writing. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Oh my goodness. Well, it sounds like both of you have a very busy year ahead of you. I wish you luck. (laughs) And I'm excited to see all the things that you'll be doing. Have there been any big lessons you learned this past year in your creative pursuits that you'd like to pass on to your listeners? If you don't like doing something and you're just tired and burnt out from it and you have no overwhelming deadline, then yes, it is absolutely okay to take a break from it and let it sit and maybe come back to it later when you're refreshed because I have trouble taking a break and I might I don't want to burn out but also I'm worried that I might be because I didn't take a break when I could have so yes please take breaks and let your brain recharge especially if you've been writing non-stop for the past three months Mm. just take a break from writing (laughs) please take breaks Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Take breaks from anything. If you've been working, like, obviously, you c- if you have a job, you can't, you can't just decide, I'm not going to go to work today. But for something like a project that doesn't have a specific deadline or schedule, then, yeah, you can take a break from it and just, yeah, let your brain recharge. And so that, like, you can, and it's not stopping you from working on something else while you're taking a break from that project. Like, it can also, it can also help because... You're still working on something creative, but you're also taking a break from something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important to highlight because I've been studying the lives of a couple creative professionals recently, and and it's like all across the board. They're all talking about how important it is to not work yourself into a point of burnout because that can be very common for people who really love to do creative things. And it's so important to to take care of yourself and to take breaks. And if if there's does isn't something that has like a deadline that you have to get it to a producer or whatever to buy and you're really sick of it and there's no consequences necessarily from backing off from it please back off from it like take care of yourself that is so much more important than any project yeah please get sleep mm. <laughs> don't don't just don't <laughs> i'd echo this uh, i think also main thing is that it's okay to go slow it's okay if you need to not finish things just leave them come back to them it's sometimes it's okay to push yourself but it's also good to know that what your limits are and not be disappointed if you know that you can't do something realistically Mm. um especially i would um refer to nano if you didn't make the goal don't like don't be super like sad or like feel like you're a horrible writer or something because of that I started it last minute and I knew I wasn't going to be able to finish it. And I'm fine with that Mm. because I still got some words done. So even if you've just written a hundred words, it's a hundred more than you had when you, before you started. And that's good. Mm -hmm. That is also so important. Yeah. The, I feel, I'm not going to speak for any older OENers uh, by name, 
But I will say that I and a bunch of other people who have like gotten a bit older and had jobs and things like that and can't devote as much time to writing as we used to be able to, or we're just burnt out. Um, we've gone a lot slower, like we can't do nano anymore. And we aren't writing a novel in one year. And it's just going painfully slowly. And there's often like this feeling of guilt that comes with that where you see, you know, people on the forum who are going through, you know, making a million novels a year. I'm not I'm not pointing fingers try. I mean, I'm not pointing fingers, Alyssa, but I am pointing fingers. <laughs> And you you just get to a point where you can't do that. And it's so important. Like, I really like what you said about that. Try. It's so important to like allow yourself to go slow because sometimes life is just life and you just, you just need to be go easy on yourself and you can't expect yourself to produce so many hundreds of thousands of words if it's just going to hurt you or, or if it's just going to take time away from other important things. So, yeah, I really like both of those. So looking into the future of the podcast and into what 2022 will bring, I know that you released it or try released a topic not long ago announcing that signups to be a guest interviewee next year are open, which is very exciting. And there was a little Google form and uh, where you could put down all your information if that was something you were interested in. So I know that you're planning on at least carrying the podcast into next year. This wasn't like a one year podcast. You're planning on continuing it. Is there anything that we as listeners should be expecting in the future? Are there any changes or developments in the works or will things mostly stay, stay the same? Like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Question is, do we keep it secret or not? Yeah, that's <laughs> we, have, we do have plans, but yeah, there will be stuff happening, but secret plans. Yes, very secret plans. It'll be, it'll be fun. You heard it here first, everyone. They have <laughs> secret plans, and we'll all find out about it at some point. That's very exciting. Yeah, I think there's one thing that we can mention is um, hopefully in the new year, we'll be able to releasing a short series on genres. Ooh. We don't have that many, but they're just like a short thing. We don't, we're not on them. We just have like a guest record for us. Mm-hmm. And I think those would be very helpful and very interesting. Yeah, it's like a 10 minute or so, just like a little crash course in each genre, like what it is, like what stories there are. And yeah, it'll be a different person each time explaining it. And yeah, that should be really interesting. That's yeah. so cool. So will that be on, uh, will, be, will we be able to find that on the Right On Cue website and Spotify page or will that be somewhere else? Uh, yeah, it should be on the, it'll be on the Right On Cue page for website and Spotify. Ah, very cool. I can't wait to listen. So if there are listeners out there who are students on the OEN forum, uh, what should they do if they have been thinking about wanting to be a guest? Uh, I know that they can go to the topic, obviously, and and fill out the little form. But just to give a little bit more insight into it, what do you uh, look for in guests that they can keep in mind when they're filling out that form? We choose the, ma- the majority is on like what the listeners want to listen to. But having like a something, I feel like something specific there are so many different subtopics to something like character development. Like, we've had a few. We've already had a few episodes on just that. And so if you have something really specific that you want to talk about, I think that might also increase the popularity because people are like, oh, it's something specific. I want that. That could be interesting. Okay, I'd want to listen to that. I don't know since I am not... Well, I technically am a listener, but I'm also biased, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's kind of what I'd say. I don't know if Tri has anything else she wants to add. 
Yeah, I'd kind of echo that. If you can, like, if you can talk about, instead of just saying description, if you say describing places or describing nature, describing um, your villain or describing your characters, or just, if you can be more specific on what you want to talk about, the better. So instead of just, like, saying writing conflict, if you could write, if you could talk about writing fist fights or writing medieval battles like something like that that'd be a lot more helpful than just saying i'm interested in talking about character development or world building things like fantasy or sci-fi if you can be more specific about like if it's creating magic systems or creating fantasy languages or creating different people groups or cultures and also if you're if you are a guest and you do get chosen it's very helpful if you actually prepare at least a little bit of what you want to talk about because then that makes it easier for us to get questions and then we have a general idea of what will happen in the episode. Because if you are a guest and you have an outline of like what you, you want to talk about and what you actually have things to say on, then it's a lot easier because then we, aren't, we don't get stuck as often. Hopefully. Mm, that definitely makes sense. And if there's any speakers uh, or past interviewees who did not do that and are now feeling bad, don't feel bad because I also did not do that. And so I'm now like, oh, yeah, that's probably would have been a good thing to do to <laughs> give to try to Lisa. <laughs> yeah. So if you if, if you actually if you have no idea what to do, you can always like ask us like we do a little bit of planning before we actually record the episode. Like we chat with the guest and like we can come up with things on the fly. There's nothing if you just are busy or like you don't know what to put down then like yeah we can just talk about that (laughs) that's very important to note now without mentioning any potential spoilers or things that you would like to keep under wraps for now uh what are you most excited about for next year when it comes to the podcast secret plans Honestly, yeah, I'm pretty excited about our secret plans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides the secret plans, it'd be cool to see what topics we talk about because I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> so that should be fun to like meet people and get to talk about different topics and struggle to come up with more titles for episodes. <laughs> that's hands down. That's like the longest part. It's usually it takes a very long time to come up with the title. <laughs> We've put a lot of work into this. <laughs> we gotta call it something that is clickable. <laughs> no, it just has to. It be... has to be alliteration. Yeah, it must be alliteration. It has. To, yeah, it has to. It has to match the rest of the episodes, <laughs> except for this episode. But this rhymes. Yes. <laughs> and ep- episode two didn't have any alliteration, but nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yes. We don't talk about it. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> the content was good. That's all that matters. Yes. Yep. I think another thing excited for, I'm not going to mention anything in case it doesn't happen, but there's a Q&A that we have plans that if we can get it to work, will be super cool. Yeah. That's, that, if we do actually manage to get it, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited for you. And uh, one of my last questions is, what has been one of your favorite experiences making the podcast this year? Like, has there been anything specific that you look back on when you think about making this podcast and you're like, wow, that was really fun? Like, just one of the things that was really cool. Doing the Q&A was very fun. We had some technical difficulties, but overall, it was just, 
it was hilarious, first of all. <laughs> and just, yeah, having it actually go and it worked and having the, a lot of people on, it was chaotic, it was fun, it was just, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite episodes. And it was very funny when I was editing it, <laughs> I was just laughing. <laughs> Yeah, it was very, very fun to write the script for that. That's the one That's the one oh, episode yeah. that we actually scripted. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's a very fortunate thing we did, considering how many technical difficulties we had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did a very good job hiding it, because I, I have to say for, like, the 20 minutes that Alyssa could join, I thought that that was all, like, planned. I was like, well, <laughs> we must need to do something. Come on, other speakers. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> she was supposed to disappear just not for that long <laughs> yeah i was having trouble with the voice changer <laughs> i'm like why isn't it working <laughs> all right and last of all do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with well next year is going to be fun i think there's going to be secret plans, as we've mentioned. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be. There's some exciting stuff, and hopefully we'll be able to get some episodes out. And I really don't have any other thoughts other than that. <laughs> I did just realize that we could probably say something about the secret plans, just not all of it. Oh, yes. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, what should, what should we allude to? Okay, so I was thinking about talking just about... The opportunity that there will be a spot to advertise things we oh, don't have yeah, to mention yeah. how we're advertising it but we can mention the other part <laughs> Ooh, that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well now i'm yeah, excited yeah. <laughs> so part of the secret plans that we are allowed to say well i guess we're allowed to say anything we want but um <laughs> <laughs> we've decided to clue you in on yeah what we will reveal at this point is we are planning to have a part in the episode where you can submit to have your blog or podcast or YouTube channel or something that you have, any like any of the listeners have, that we can advertise slash kind of put a plug in for. So if you are potentially interested in that, we will hopefully have more details on that in the future. Yeah, it'd probably be... Also helpful to have it, like, writing-related, but also, even if it's not writing-related, then it's fine, since, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that should be fun. So, it would be helpful for it to be writing-related and not for me to come to you two and say, can you please plug this website that has pictures of my cat because she's adorable? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to spread cat happiness in the world. <laughs> No, that totally makes sense. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me on uh, to interview you. It's been really fun to watch this podcast grow, to uh, to be on a couple times as an interviewee myself. It's been really cool to see all the things that you guys have been doing and all the different kinds of people you've been able to interview and the different types of topics you've been able to go over. It's just really interesting and out of the, I, I am being like that person that Tri said that, you know, oh, you just say you do a podcast and it's like, wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> I am that person right now. It's like, wow, Tri and Alyssa have a podcast. It's so interesting. I'm so proud of them. 
And I'm hoping that you have many years ahead of you to fill with very creative and fulfilling projects, whether they're podcast related, writing related, sewing related, drawing related, music related, art, you know, whatever. I'm very proud of you and can't wait to see what happens next. So our fun writing quote that I picked out um, (laughs) is actually kind of relates to some of the things that you guys talked about. Um, It's when doubt and insecurity whisper in your ear, remind yourself that you aren't writing to be important or to be honored or to show everyone you can do it. You are creating because that's what creators do. You are writing to entertain, to inspire, to enlighten. Whether you do these things well or poorly is not the most important factor. Not yet. First, you must simply practice. And that's from our very own Daniel Schwabauer. And I, I think that this actually relates to a lot of the things that you guys talked about, about how if you have an idea or you want to do a podcast, you should just go for it and do it. And you should chase the creative dreams that you have and not worry so much about making it perfect, but just worry about doing it in the first place and making sure it happens if it's a dream of yours. And that's something that I probably is one of the aspects that you two have that I am the proudest of in that you both uh, in the two years that I've known you have very much embodied this quote. And it's very cool to watch. And upon editing, I realized that we didn't actually thank Harpley for all those wonderful things she said about us. So thank you, Harpley, about a week later. But still, thank you because you're an amazing person. And thank you for actually coming on and getting to interview us because... Yeah, it was really fun having you, and I'm very glad we got to have you as our interviewer, because, yeah, you made it so much better. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Keep writing. See you next time.